On this episode of the D City Podcast, it is a NBA Roundtable edition. I bring on Ab and Oso, and we get into all things NBA and a little bit of sports media on the back end. Who are legitimate MVP candidates so far? Are there any dark horses or sleepers we need to keep an eye on? When will the OKC Thunder decide to end the tanking? Why are all the blue check boys and girls ignoring the Brooklyn Nets? And does Shannon Sharp owe anything to the culture to stand up to your man Skip? All of that and more on the latest edition of the The Sandy Podcast. El primero de mayo. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the The Sympathy Podcast. I am your host, Sam Dismay Jr. Follow me on, yep, still the Elon app at The CMD. That's T-H-E-E-S-A-M-D. Podcast is also up there at The CMD Podcast, all one word. If you're not down with the Elon app, I get it. Follow along as well on the China app and the Zuckerberg app. Subscribe and rate to the podcast. Five stars, nonetheless, tell a friend podcasts available on all major podcasting platforms, including the Purple app and the Rogan app. For all content, audio, and visual, hit up thecmd.com. Follow along to the YouTube page and subscribe. A lot of video content, a lot of visuals and all that that I'm putting out there, live streams included, football kickback and all that. Subscribe. The link to subscribe is in the podcast description. If you want to show support and contribute to the podcast, there is a donate link. It is a buy me a coffee link. Tap in there. Musical production done by May 1st Music. Support him at soundcloud.com slash May 1st Music. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been going heavy with the football, and I think it's time to get back to the roots, the roots of what has birthed this podcast, what grew this podcast to a certain level of popularity, before, before we moved it into an all-sports format. So I wanted to get back to my roots a little bit, and to help me do that, I have brought back the roundtable. You've heard them over the last at least two to three seasons with the NBA come on at various points, either preview pods or mid-season pods around the all-star break or sometimes even in the playoffs. So to help me get back, we just had the Kwanzaa Eve games, and you know everyone's putting up ridiculous rookie-level 2K numbers So to help me really get caught up and get brought up to speed on what's been going on in the NBA and what to look for as it is now 2023, it is now January. We know that the all-star break is coming up very soon. We know that after that, it is about the trade deadline. And then we know it is all about getting into May and eventually June to hoist up that Larry OB. So to help me Get up, get caught up to speed, get brought up to speed is the homies. You know them. You know them as the round table. I have the homie Ab and the homie, we I we call him Will. But to y'all, he's just oh so in case you ain't know so. But I'm going to bring them up here. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be getting a split screen experience. If you're just listening on the audio version, you're going to hear everybody crystal clear. But I implore you, you will get a different and I think an enhanced visual uh, experience of just, you know, getting this content if you check it out on YouTube. So let me go ahead and switch here and make sure the homies are here. And they are here pulling them up. Let me go ahead and unmute the mics here. So everybody is good. Okay, we have, if you're on YouTube, we're going to have Ab is on your left, my right. And then we have also, in case you ain't know so, 
on the other side to my right. So, fellas, I'll start with, you know, the, the OG who has the Cuba in the background, always representing. We got to give uh, props to Wilt. I know one thing for sure. We won't get into Philly too much because we, we me and you are kind of on the same page when it comes to Philly. But just give me a sense of well, what's been one storyline off rip so far in the NBA that's kind of stood out to you as something that, you know, you weren't really expecting? Man, this is going to sound like uh, old news for your listeners because it's the same thing I talked about for the last two years. I have no idea how Jokic is still in the favor to be MVP this season. I have no idea how this keeps happening. Tatum's having a, a crazy year. KD's having a crazy year. Giannis is having a crazy year and B's leading the league and points and defensive rating. And somehow we still have this man at the top of the MVP voting. I just cannot understand it nor explain it, but this is where we are in 2023 NBA. And we, we will definitely touch on that. This, I definitely have some things that I want to uh, tackle that with you for sure. Uh, Ab. You, you've been known to be a guy that likes to stir the pot much, much like myself. You're a guy that is somehow a Nick and Net fan and you don't get slander for it. Talk to me about <laughs> something you've seen so far in this 2022-2023 NBA season that has stood out to you. Well, what's been the most surprising or noteworthy thing that, that you've noticed so far? I think a couple of teams on the brink of a full-blown rebuild. And I also think that if the Knicks play their cards right, they might just land a top five NBA player this offseason. Oh, see, he already, already, he's already <laughs> stern. He's already stern. So uh, we, we we were talking before, and there was something that we saw on Twitter that there's been a lot of a lot of noise, a lot of innuendo, a lot of rumors about bull shooting guard, some would call star, maybe even some would say superstar. Zach Levine possibly being on the trade market. Ab, you said you had a lot of thoughts on that. Now, me as a former Chicago Bulls fan, I mean, I don't think they should have re-upped him in the first place because he's not worth the bread because you're never going to win a championship with Zach Levine as one of your top two options. So, Plus his knee, the, his knee. His knee is getting Well, I mean, the knee just shoddy. The knee's always been an issue, but yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if, if if you look at Zach Levine potentially in a Nick lineup, let's backtrack. One, if your Knicks can make a trade for Zach Levine, are you mm -hmm. willing to mortgage what the Bulls want or are you willing to do it at a compromised price? Um, uh, Zach Levine is, is clutch, right? Says who? Is he clutch? Like, what's his management name? Is clutch, correct? I'm oh, asking. he's with he's with Clutch. Oh, he's with Clutch. I have, to, I have to confirm that, but I believe so. I believe he did he did switch over to Clutch. He switched over to Clutch, so yeah, he's not coming to New York. Um, <laughs> well, that that's fair. Let me let me you know, let me say a a hotbed that is the Knicks. Let me let me preface this by saying something about Zach Levine, and you might take it as a hot take. Right, Zach Levine has the talent to be a top ten player in the NBA. He has the talent. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 he is supremely skilled, he could get his own shot, right, he could, he could, uh, work in the mid-range, he could post up, he's quick as hell, but it seems like he forgot that he's athletic, you know what I'm saying, like, this is a guy that won 
two dunk contests. When's the last time you've seen like Zach Levine actually use his athleticism in a game where he was like, damn, he really like gambled on somebody or that was like a great dunk or something like that. He's trying to, he, he switched his game up to be more skill-based. You know what I'm saying? And it's more like, so it could be like, I guess more Twitter acceptable, but he should just go back to like, just being using his raw athleticism. I mean, if he just does that, then I think a lot of, a lot of the narratives around him will change. Me personally. Uh, I'll just say this and then, then also please jump in. You, you just also question his knees though. So how, yeah, how did, can he still have any raw athleticism left to challenge on the break if his knees are, are Basura? Also, well, I mean, he's playing though. He is playing. He's playing, but he's he's, he's not going he's to the rim like you said. He's not, he can't he can't. He but can't. I'm saying I'm 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 saying that's more based on choice, I guess, to protect his knee. But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But um, going back to your original question, as like no, we if the Knicks want to pursue that, then they should do a moderate friendly um exchange right now i'm looking online and like the proposed rumored uh, uh proposal for zach would be uh emmanuel quickly obi top and evan Fournier and um the 2020 or, or, or Fournier. Fournier. <laughs> um the 2023 uh first round pick and the 2023 first round pick that comes from dallas wow i'm saying that mm-hmm. that Take out the they could keep the Dallas pick. Take the Dallas pick out. So so take out the most attractive thing in the whole package. <laughs> or take out the next pick. I mean, not two first round picks for this year. I mean, this is a quote unquote deep draft the year. So is it? You don't need two. I mean, I mean, that's what all the you know blue checks are saying. Well, all right. Also, so are we keeping it funky? Or are we keeping it funky? I just want to make sure all we're the way. always funky all the way. Thank you. To, to Ab's point, I mean, Zach Levine is, if we're talking about just pure talent, it's not that hot takey, I guess, right? But let, let's face it, man. Zach Levine's not a, not the guy. He's a guy. But he's not the guy. And I think the Knicks need the guy to complement the rest of their pieces, like RJ, uh, like Obi. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, who's your Randall? No, Randall and the Brunson. Two, the two guard now. You guys got a starting Quentin. Oh, oh Grimes. Grimes. No, Grimes. Grimes. Oh, you mean Grimes? Okay, yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and and I wait, hate to be this. Uh, wait, wait. Sorry, not to not to. I'm sorry to cut you off at this point, but I just want to reiterate: 46 minutes a night. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here we here we go. 46 minutes a night. Deuce McBride. This is. Yo, he's been on this ride thing for for days now. He's been on the. So I hate to be the guy that says this again, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be repeated because we you wouldn't be asking me about Zach Levine had they made the trade for Donovan the way they should have before the year started, and quiet is kept. Donovan has actually improved his defense. Is actually an okay defender right now while hooping his ass off offensively. And he would sure look good in New York right now. He will look really, really good in New York. And everyone said, oh, but they want too much. What's too much for the garden? What's too right. much for the number one market? What's too much 
for the basketball mecca. Talk about it. I mean, I, I just feel like we're, we're talking around it by talking about Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a guy. Donovan is the guy. Yeah, I, I agree. He, he is a, I mean, outside of him dropping 71 the other night, he's been phenomenal for, for the Cavs. And I think now I know we've had debates about who's top 10, who's top 15, top 20. I think Donovan's clearly at least top 10 for sure oh, now, yeah. the, the way that he's improved. And the fact that the Knicks weren't willing to give up in RJ and a whole slew of picks and whatever else that the Schemadum Dea Danny Ainge wanted, to me, is like laughable. It's la- it was the layup of all layups. It was the worst kept secret in the whole NBA for at least two and a half years that Donovan wanted to go be a Nick. He was the only superstar that actually mm. wanted to go to be a Nick. And the Knicks found a way to Nick it up and trick it off. Right. Ab. And, and- and the, the funny part is, oh, this is the wild part. Stern face. This, 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 this is the part that hurts. This is the part that hurts. Uh-huh. The Cavs, who have the best defensive rating in the entire NBA for a team standpoint. Right. The entire backcourt should have been the Knicks backcourt. Garland. They should have drafted yep. Garland over mm-hmm. RJ. Mm-hmm. They should have got Donovan Mitchell in free agency, or I mean, via trade. Um, and that would have been it. And right. then you know how happy Knicks fans have been right now? Donovan dropped 71 in the Mecca. They would tear down the Mellow era. It, it would have ceased to exist. It would be the, the Marbury era would have ceased to exist. It would go back to Ewing. It would be Ewing and then Donovan. It would just skip right over the bridge. Like Mellow and Marbury would, would be the bridge to get us a Donovan if he would, ever would have dropped 71 in, in, a, in a Knicks tape uniform. So... But I guess that goes back to the point. Let's let's imagine the Knicks pull this off. Let's even imagine that to Ab's you know point that they're able to even hold on to some of their valuable assets and get Zach Levine. What does that even mean if we put Zach Levine on this Knicks team? Depending on what you give up, if you're telling me your core now is RJ, Zach, and Julius with with Brunson. Maybe you're a five. Maybe. Maybe you can challenge for the four. Maybe. But that's not getting the chip. Like, if that's the core, what do you genuinely, I'll go to you, Ab, as a Knicks fan, if that's your core, what are realistic, and I know that's hard to do sometimes for, for Knicks fans, what is a realistic expectation for that core? Your realistic, um... Eastern Conference Finals. How? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just asking on. how. Hold I'm, on. I'm, I'm, just, me, I'm just following let me, up. Let me, let me. Let you going to paint the question. picture? Let me, let me, let me. Uh, okay, so two years ago, if I was to say that, um, that you will see Kevin Herter, Kevin Hunter, uh, what's my what's my what's my other man? What's the what's my man name? Um, do you Collins. mean Herder? Herder, Hunter, okay. and Collins, right? Uh huh. What would what, what, Hunter uh, a lineup of Trey Young, Herder, Hunter, Collins, and what's what, what's their big's name again? I forgot. Um, Capella. Capella. You're about the Hawks? Yeah, uh-huh. Capella. Yeah. If I was to ask you, right, what mm-hmm. would be their ceiling? What would you tell me? 
I would say that's it. probably a first round exit at most a second round exit. At most a second round exit. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but then they actually made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But so you know that right. that's wait, wait. a uh-huh. Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold uh-huh. on, no. <laughs> you better but tell the on. whole story. But hold on, no. But hold on. I'm 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 about to tell it. The only thing that that Knicks squad, that proverbial Knicks squad, would need to do is try to get to the fourth seed. And when you get to the, they're 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 not a first. That team on paper is not a first round exit. At least to me, that is not a first round exit. If they are able to get to the fourth seed, that that's not because the Knicks right now, quite as what if Philly's the they're, five? They're about, they're about, they're about four games. Knicks right now, currently standing, they're about four games out of the third third slot. But I digress. That team on paper is at least a fourth round, right? So if you get to this, if you manage to get to the second round, right? Now I'm glad that you brought up Philly. Philly for all intents and purposes, have been underachieving for the past at least three years, correct? And it's because every time they get to the playoffs, something always happens. Someone's always hurt. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to dig on Philly. I'm not trying to badmouth Philly. I'm not like I'm not trying to do none of that. But it is what it is, right? Once you get to the playoffs, when, and once you get past the second round, it's anybody's ball game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For the past, I want to say, five years, right? I don't think we could, we've been able to predict the NBA champion, like the, the, the NBA champion at up to this point of the season. Outside of the 2000, outside of the, outside of the KD Warriors, right? I don't think you've been able to actually say that this team right here is an NBA championship, is going to win the NBA title. I have a fan because it's that more, says otherwise. Because, wait, because it's more, I, I understand that, I understand that. But it's based more on luck and the injuries, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, let's even, let's, let's, let's go back to, let's go to last year, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I I feel that Golden State won that title fair and square. Won the title fair and square. Let's not act like they didn't beat up on an injured riddle Denver Nuggets, right? The next round, um, John Morant got injured, even though I think that they were going to beat Memphis anyway. But still, John Morant got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they went up against a Luka-led Maverick squad, right? But right. I, I I don't think no one no Tim Hardaway was going for the whole season. Then they, <laughs> then on, they went up, wait 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 wait. Then they went up against a Celtic squad that Time Lord was kind of hobbled. So I'm just saying, once you get to the second round, it's really anybody's ball game. If you're a good team, if you're a top four seed, it's anybody's ball game. You 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 have a chance. You you just. It's just, it is what it is. You have a chance. Even if you want to go back to the year prior with Milwaukee, I mean, we all know what happened to Kyrie's ankle. If you want to go to the West, we all know that AD, LeBron, AD was actually got injured in the series. LeBron was hobbled. Okay. 
Then um, who who else they who 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 did this uh Phoenix uh face in the second round that year? They, they it, 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 it was a fluke Denver run. Denver was a Denver run. was they with, they had Denver then they had um with no Jamal Murray with no Jamal Murray and then they had uh the Clippers with no Kawhi. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're able to be in that upper echelon when it comes time for the players, if you're able to be one through four, and you can actually get past the second round because the second round is based on talent. You could walk past the second round. You can out-talent a team in the second round. I mean, in the right. first round. So, you can right. out-talent so, so, somebody in the first round. When you, so once how you get is to the, the second Knicks round, out-talenting Philly? If, 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 if Philly would have the best, well, they would have for sure the best player overall. You could debate if they have the second best player. You, you you can make a debate if it's still the beard or I guess Julius or Brunson. But if if the point is you can talent your way through, how does that team out talent Philly? If if the Knicks are fifth, I mean if the Knicks are either fourth or fifth, and Philly correct. either fourth or fifth, correct? But correct. then that's a big if. What about if they're Cle- if they face Cleveland? You think I they would have more talent with, than Cleveland? I won't I won't argue with Philly. I will not argue with Philly. Donovan will be but, the best player on the floor. Yes, he's he better than be Zach the, Levine. He's better than Zach Levine, but the Knicks play good enough defense to bother huh? Garland. To bother Garland, <laughs> they play good when? enough defense to bother Garland. And Mobley probably Mobley and, and and Allen probably won't be that much of a factor. To be honest, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm Why? All right, all right. Mobley I, I, can't shoot. I will get, get get back shoot. to that, but I also chime I like in here. He Philly Philly has been brought up a few times here. You you are our resident Sixer realist. Knicks with Zach Levine, and again, this is all alleged. So a lot of this could just be smoke. But if the Knicks somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat and get Zach Levine for next to nothing, how does a potential Knicks Sixers matchup look to you? <clears throat> I think, as Ab said, it depends on the health of the Sixers. Um, you know, Joel Embiid has been injured the vast majority of the playoffs that he's played in, um, one way or the other. Uh, last year, I believe they would have beat the Miami Heat had he been healthy, um, but he wasn't. So, you know, there we were. Um, and, and just to the to the point of the the you know the alleged um, uh, playoff matchup, to the whole idea that. You have to be in it to win it. I, I agree with that, what Ab said, right? Um, here are some holes, though, in, in what was conveyed. It took a historic collapse of a three-time All-Star in Game 7 and Game 6 and Game 5 and Game 4 for the Hawks to advance in that series. Um, and I don't think that you can rely on something like that ever happening again. Um, injuries, yes, that does happen. Um, so yes, that that's something you could rely on. But you know, players collapsing like that—we've never seen that happen before, and I, d- I doubt we'll ever see it again. Even with the Nets this upcoming year, who, by the way, might be the team facing the Knicks and not Philly, but we'll get to that in a different um, part of the show. Yep. Um, as as far as the matchup goes, um, I don't think Levine scares me in any kind of way. Um, as of right now, um, D'Anthony Melton is playing lights out as a wing defender. 
And I'm not saying he would shut down Levine or Brunson or um, RJ, but I think he will hold his own. Um, and I think he would, I think he's top three in steals right now in the league. Um, so I, he's, he'll hold his own. Um, Embiid's a walking bucket at this point. Um, he, he puts up 40 and no one even cares anymore. Um, so, you know, he's on the path right now to, you know, being an all-time center at this point. Um, and only, only missing from his career, honestly, just a, you know, a championship. Um, but accolades-wise, I think he's, you know, the guy. Um, I think Maxi's injury is is concerning because he hasn't come back yet fully. Um, so if you don't have his speed on that team, I think the Knicks win that series mm-hmm. um, pretty easily, actually. Because um, Harden is actually playing pretty well this year defensively and also as being a point guard. But I would take Brunson, Levine over Harden and then hobbled Maxi. I take Embiid over whoever they got. And then it comes down to Tobias and Julius. And honestly, defensively, I, I take Tobias, but offensively, you got to take Tobias. I mean, uh, Randall at this point. Right. So, yeah, I th- maybe a seven-game series leaning towards the Knicks, the way I see it. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. <clears throat> if the... If this happens, which is again all all alleged, but we're, we're playing it out from this standpoint. If we're looking at matchups, this is where you got rid of Ben because you knew you had insurance of Tybal. If Tybal's anything, if he's worth his salt, we, we know he's very limited offensively, even still, even though he's tried to get better from a shooting standpoint, he's still just a wing defender. He he's a three and D with no three. If he's that, if he's still that dude, then that's who you seek and put RJ. You put him on RJ, you put him on Brunson, you put him on whoever's a wing or a guard that's cooking. You sick him like a dog and say, yo, go clamp him up. So that way you're not depending on Maxi to stay in front of people. You're not depending on Harden to stay in front of people. They can just play their usual defense, even though, as, as also said, they, 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 Harden, Harden actually has at least tried. The effort is there. And yeah, you can still it, funnel people into Embiid, and he can still clean shit up at the rim. I think the the main thing is is like, from an offensive standpoint, Embiid's gonna cook Mitch Rob, right? Granted, I I'm just curious as to when Embiid goes off the floor, outside of Maxing and Beard going nut, where are the points gonna come? Oh, in the and that's just not against the Knicks. That's against any team in the East. Like once Embiid's off the floor, and you're depending on big minutes from Beard and or Maxi, where's that production going to come from? Not that you need to dump it down to the post, old school, but just who's going to be down low to be able to be a factor? I think that that to me would be the biggest thing for Philly, as opposed to trying to match up with guards. And if you're playing New York, you got to understand that RJ Brunson and Randall will all play 46 minutes. To to your point, Sam. Um, to your point, Sam, about using Thibel as a way to negate RJ and any other wing Knicks would throw out. Uh, I think a f- couple days ago they played the Thunder, and since Pete since uh, PJ Tucker has been injured, they played Thibel more, and he pretty much shut down SGA. SGA only had 14 points and on, on poor shooting at that. Mm-hmm. SGA has been a monster this season. Killing so, everybody. Right. So if he can clamp down, I mean, clamp down is relative, 
but 14 points for SGA this year is clamped down. That's to yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. So if, if he can do the SGA, he can probably do it to, you know, RJ. And again, it's not only him now. Like, I'm telling you, Anthony Melton probably is our best wing defender right now. And he's, he's shooting balling. lights out, right? I know he, he, he's and been... He and he's shooting yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. George Niang is also shooting well. I mean, but he won't he won't I'm be a playoff. Yeah, 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 he's he not. <laughs> he's he's the tenth man in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. I, I was trying to see if we could find some. Um, but defensive but to be to be real with you, to to put a go cap ahead. on this, I don't think I don't think the Knicks should go after Zach Levine. There's a bigger frit of fish that I could force that I could see. There we the go. Actually... All right, so just go ahead and do it because you 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 you, you tease it in the intro. You you think the Knicks are are kind of laying laying the found work or the foundation to get a potential top five player. I'm I'm good. Go ahead and set the scene. Okay, so AD has a stress factor, right, or a stress injury to his foot. Hilarious. Uh-huh. The Lakers have no picks until 2027 in 2029 i believe right and they don't want to see they seem to not want to give up those picks even though lebron at age 38 is damn near looking unstoppable now right okay they have minimal assets i mean the only like, if if you're telling me if you're if you're an opposing team and you're telling me that you only have pat bev and uh my boy what's my uh lonnie walker and uh who's Austin, played well who's who's all, all who's played well yes 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 that you only have those guys as assets i'm gonna look at you and like say hell no you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying they have um after this season they only have 36 million dollars in cap space which is basically and they only have braun and ad, AD. on the books. that's the only two people they have on the books with 36 million dollars in cap space right mm-hmm this experiment you you could cut bait with this experiment and still be able to hold your head up high because you got a championship you the have Lakers one championship would not agree with that you have one championship you that's winning people put like on today's and today's nba fans and nba community like they they it's like people forget how hard it is to actually win a championship these days. Like they see like people forming dynasties to win championships and think, oh, it's it's whole hunky dory. You could just walk the champion. No, it's extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. But again, the Lakers have basically sold off their 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 assets going forward. So why not take four first round picks? Why not take Evan Fournier? Why not take Cam Reddish? Why not take a Mitchell Robinson for Keep going. Keep going. I, I, I certainly hope there's more. <laughs> oh, oh. Do you do you do you want IQ? Keep going. Do yeah. you want Obi? <laughs> do you want an Obi Toppin? That's what four four players? Four players or four no, picks? No, that's that's four players, four picks, baby. Come on, so four, eight, eight, eight four players. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, let you finish, you, and then I'm you gonna cook get a you. First, you could get a first round pick until 2028. Right. You get everything that you've that you've that you sold off. 
you could get it right back and more, baby. Come on. Okay. So come on. I have just one question, and and it's a callback from earlier. You said Zach Levine well, was not going to be a Nick because why? No, I, I didn't say he wasn't going to be a Nick. I said that there hmm? are, well, Clutch, you might have some contrasting contrasting ideologies and basketball philosophies with Clutch and CAA, as we're seeing right now with Cam Reddish. So so you, you think that there's going to be more interference for a potential Zach Levine deal for Clutch than for AD, who's arguably their second biggest client? I believe that the Lakers, if you put a if you put a deal on the table that somebody cannot refuse, Palinka can refuse that. He probably will refuse it because again he's and, Rob and Rich Paul damn sure will who will refuse that. Why would Rich Paul? I mean, he's you're going from L.A. to New York. It doesn't. You're... AD doesn't want to be there. AD doesn't want to be in New York. He had the chance to come to New York. He could have went anywhere he wanted when when the Pels were trying to get him out of there. He, he come requested on, specifically he to, to go York. to the Lakers. Yes, because LeBron was there. And it's L.A. But yes, Bron 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 was a bonus, but it's also L.A. And these wait, dudes love wait. being in L.A. But the way Bron has been has been dropping hints that he's probably done in L.A. He just signed an extension. He signed an extension, but he's saying that he doesn't want to play for anything but championships. That this and, is not him. And you, you, you interpreting that to mean he's going to leave LA? That he's thinking about it. No, that's I'm saying that's what's the perfect. That's him wait, wait, telling Palenka, do your job. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Honestly, Call that, Rich I'm, and figure it out and do your job. What, what, what have we heard for the past season, almost season and a half now, right? We've heard that LeBron slash Clutch is responsible for the roster construction, correct? Have we heard that from that, from 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 the leaks from the leaks from the organization, right? That Clutch is responsible, that LeBron is responsible for the roster, correct? Have we have we have we at least heard that? The rumors have always been there. Okay, so who you think is putting that out there? It has is it can't be Clutch. It has to be the organization, right? So if but Clutch has been wait, wait, wait huh? in the organization. Oh, Polinka, Jeannie, pick one. You Rambus, think his wife? Pick one. See pick that one now <laughs> now you're getting pick closer. One. There's no pick way Polinka and Jeannie are gonna mess up what they have rolling with LeBron and Clutch by but leaking wait. anything to, to Woj or whoever. But Rambus and his wife are not going anywhere. They're that that's a family business. They're considered sure. family. Sure. So, they're, what's they're the best, so wait. So what's the best way for both parties to just you know say you know what they're it worked it worked let's just move. No, but it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't it, work. You you you, you just you just laid out scenarios where there was fluke championships. There could be yeah. almost no fluke of your chip than the chip in the bubble. You could say that and every other year that. has been Basura. It's either been no playoffs or AD mm -hmm. fell down to win boom against Phoenix, even though mm -hmm. they were up 2 1, mm -hmm. and then they tricked that off. Okay. Because so LeBron's if, 37, 38 years old. All right. So, even more to my point, then, if it has been all garbage, right, and that hasn't worked out, mm -hmm. 
what can you do to move for, move on amicably? You just said they have they only have thirty six million on the books next year. That mm-hmm. means you can go get a max player once you go get. No 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 no. They have thirty six million dollars in cap. But only LeBron and AD are on the books for for this year. For in that, for there's next year. room for a max next year. No, 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 no. I'm t- they're they're getting a max. Yes, they have their max. No, no, they have their max. They're the only no. two people signed through next year. Yes, they don't have no one else signed. Yes, yeah. So they have that room means for a max. they can get they can get a third player and then yeah. fill it in like like they did to Miami. Have your three dudes and then everybody else is on minimums. Like so, they did me, the year prior, like the year prior where they had. Okay, right, just, right. I'm go ahead saying, also. Ab, I'm saying, Ab, you you, your trade, your your trade was definitely scamming on Dea um esque because you offered up none of your best players. So let let's be realistic with this trade, even though it's not going to happen. Would you offer up RJ starting off with the deal? It's Cam. Quickly, Grimes. Oof. They loved them some Grimes. IQ and the four picks for AD. Yes. yes. Okay. So you would have to. Yeah, he yes. would have to. Yeah. RJ would yeah. have to be part of that deal. There's no yeah. way you could do that deal yeah. without RJ. I agree. And to the people that are saying that AD always gets injured, well, AD is always gets always gets injured working with the LA training staff. Okay. That's the LA training staff's issue. Uh, he might not be injured working with New York's medical staff. I mean, come on. Uh, Obi Toppin just had like a, a, I think he had like some type of fracture in like his shin and he's about to play. And I think he's playing tonight. Like, come on. Not for nothing. You can say whatever you want <laughs> about New York as an organization. And I, and I, and I'll probably agree with you, but the training staff, the medical team, is top notch. Come on now. That, you can, Why you can do be, they have to be top notch? No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why? Why do they have to be top notch? Because the, the players are going to play forty six minutes a night. And out of Dude's all people in the world, out of all the people in the world, you want to bring in Anthony Davis to play forty six minutes a night for that meniscus tearing taskmaster? No, no, no. Is that what you're trying to do? Do you think AD is going to co-sign that? Out of all the places in the NBA. With my broken body that some people think he has, I'm going to go play for Tibbs when I'm on the back half of my prime? We don't have to. We have Mitch. We have Julius. We have... What, you're going to play 30 minutes a night? We have Jericho Sims. 80 doesn't have to play the whole game. Don't. And if worse comes to worse, and if worse comes to worse, we could just probably, you know, get rid of Get rid of. I'm throwing it up there. Here we the, go. Stir the pot. The I'm I, I forgot. What's 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 his name again? The meniscus tearing. Taskmaster. Meniscus tearing taskmaster. Tom Thibodeau. Okay. Okay. I you mean, gonna get rid of him for AD. You, hey. You gonna promise AD he's hey gone? Man. Hey man. Hey man. So. It's, once AD comes to New York, we're on the clock, baby. We are on no, the clock. No, no, but hang on. See, I, I don't, I, I don't understand no any of this. Around. I don't There's understand no any around. of this because, and again, obviously, audience, all of this is alleged. It's but alleged hypotheticals. But I'm saying if, though, if if exactly. the Knicks are a CAA hotbed, they're gonna. 
fired one of their main CAA clients to acquiesce a clutch sports client? They're gone. But I'm, what I'm saying is also what I'm saying is what my rebuttal to that would be. You're 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 acquiring all of these assets, all of these valuable assets and draft picks and 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 playing. I'm talking about from from the Knicks wait, wait. perspective. We'll t- yeah, I'm telling you, I'm talking from the Knicks perspective. I'm talking. Well, what about assets the are they now. gaining? They're getting draft capital. You're getting good rotational pieces. You're 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 hoarding all of these because you want to go for the home run, correct? You want to go for the top. You want to go for a top five player. <sighs> Because you guys did say that Levine is not the needle mover. So you want to go for a top five player that as soon as he comes here, you have to go for a championship automatically, right? That automatically makes you a contender. Sure. Why not? Why not go for AD? Why not go it's not for a good fit. what he played? He, you know, we don't have it's not a good fit. Okay. What about this? <laughs> He's just gonna keep finding top five players and find their way to the. Go ahead, also. Go ahead, also. Hang on, hang on. Before, go ahead also. before we go to the rant, is it is it more feasible and more realistic for the Knicks to target SGA? Somebody gonna get him. I don't know if Presty wants I, I, honestly, they... to be to be to to. To, to be perfectly honest with you, the way SGA is playing, I think it'll be a travesty Tip, if he's way, not in yeah. OKC. It'll he's be gone. a complete it'll it'll be a complete travesty if he's not in OKC. I mean, he's not gonna stay. He's not staying. Yeah, there. he's not. Yeah. But but why wouldn't he stay? Like who's who? Like where's this report coming from? Well, no, I don't even think it's about where will he stay. It's will Presty offer him the bag? Right. Right. Because we know what type of time Presty's on. I, yeah, exactly. But, but how much? All right, you, I understand that. But how? How much time are you gonna are gonna hoard? Like, how much? He's how been much doing it low key for like oh, oh, half, half a decade. He's been doing but it for half a decade on the low. This that OKC team is one or two vet pieces away. Are you sure about actually, that? From actually doing something in the West. But what does doing? The press he's trying to win a chip. He wants that KD Harden Westbrook. He wants that. If he so doesn't think he wait. has that, he's not so gonna he's not gonna mortgage the future. But bro, how long is how long are we gonna give Sam Presti this? If this he weekend? gets Vic, then then I think he starts to be serious. If he gets Victor Webinyama, I think that's when he turns the switch on and say, "All right, now it's time to win." Now I got Chet. Then I think he might even give SGA the bag. So I think this the draft lottery will tell you everything. If they get Vic. Then I think he tells SGA, "Look, we're gonna have Vic, you, and Chet to go along with all our other uh, pieces." Uh, Giddy, yo, they just hung 150 Giddy. on the on the on, on the, the on the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, SGA. blow them out. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm Jaylen, not saying Jaylen you're Williams. wrong. Jalen Williams, they they got they got bodies there. The thing is, is that I don't know if they have a number one outside of SGA because who's who's the number two on that team? Because we haven't seen Chet yet. And then if they Giddy. get Victor. Giddy's a number two, like, like a legit number two for a good team. He's a number two by default. But is he a number two on a on a top three, top four C team in the West? No. I don't know about that yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't have had thought Mikel Bridges was a number was a number three or number four. But craziest stuff has happened, man. You know what I'm saying? Wait, why but not? Gary, Gary, I don't think, think that. 
I don't think SGA is leaving OKC, bro. Because that'll be a damn trap. Bridges? Huh? Why would you think Bridges would be able to three or four? I didn't really think he was that. I, I knew he, he played good defense, but I didn't think his offense would be to this level. You know what I'm saying? Would be to that level, and I was wrong. Score at Villanova. Yeah, and, but I didn't. I, I just didn't think it'll translate because again, you're, like you're, his body frame, like I didn't really. Plus, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't really think too too high on him, but hey. And, and you're also comparing good. someone's skill set to be a two to a four. That's a pretty big drop. Like that, it's, I, I don't think that's that. That's that's that fair. Yeah, but I'm saying though, comparison. you'll have SGA Chet. We don't know what Chet is. And we won't know whoever they get this year in the draft will be. So you're still at least two, so two and a half, three seasons away. So, so when it, two, three, all right. All right, I won't argue that. But because, like I, I mean, said, if, because Chet, we, we, they lost Chet, so we don't know what he is yet. They, okay. Assuming they get Vic, now you have two skinny ass dudes that like to play on the perimeter to go along with SGA who likes to drive. They have no bigs. Giddy is a is a is a two slash three. They still got Dort. They got Williams. Like they got a lot of pieces that I don't know how they fit. Because I don't know how how you're gonna make all these dudes hoop. How are all these dudes gonna hoop? They can all hoop individually. Like how does SGA play when he knows he's got to feed two other guys that need it? If he's got Chet and Vic on each wing, is he still gonna go for forty pieces? He can't. Is, if that team's trying to win, he can't go for 40 pieces. He's got to give he, up and maybe drop down to the low 20s. If he is who we think he is, then he, then he'll do it. I'm not... I, I won't dispute that. What I'm saying is that I just don't know how all those pieces fit. And that's why I think if you're Presty, you're still trying to figure out if I'm going to invest in SGA, then I got to make sure all the other pieces are ready. And and clearly, Chet won't be ready next year. And even if they get Vic, I don't think Vic will be. Uh, Vic won't be ready to me to like legitimately contribute for at least three years because he's he's, he's got to get the NBA diet and and the strength and conditioning program. And then all the other pieces are going to be up for salaries too. Like Giddy's salary is coming up. You going to get yeah. him the bag while while you're waiting. I think like, they got it. I think they got it. I think they got enough cap space. I mean, they, they haven't signed anyone, so they do. But I'm saying is, are you going to start to eat up that cap space when you don't even know if you have a defined number one? But you got to get your core correct, though. But, like, can but, we all agree that Giddy, SGA, Chet, well, we don't, again, we don't know who Chet, who's the, um, their, their rookie? Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. Williams. And we didn't even talk about um, um, Poco. Yeah, can we all agree that that's their core? So you should lock up your core. They got like correct? six dudes, though. Yeah. You going to lock up six dudes before you have a number one? But You got six dudes, but you know SGA is the ones right now. But how I'm saying when you have six, when you have five other dudes that need to get the rock and you're the number one, are we now projecting SGA to be that good to where he could be a number one on a championship contending team. That's ultimately what Presley's trying to build. He's a number one for sure. I don't know if he's a number one on a championship contender. He's not a number one option right now. He, to me, he's not, he's not a, not a number one option on a champion. He's a number one option on a playoff team, a play in team. I don't know if he's a number one option on a team that could go get a chip. 
right now. Can I just remind, can I just remind both of you that the reason how we got here <clears throat> was we were talking about the Knicks. And, and Ab wants trade. every good player to be on the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done. Right. I got, I got another got player. No, 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 no. I, I have a list, sir. Oh, I know you this did. is not I the Knicks podcast. Did. I have a list. What's the... What's the show saying about fandom and the psychosis of fandom? Was it correct? Fandom is a mental illness, and you are listening to it by having Ab no, 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 and give you us know, all these different you fan know, scenarios. I don't. You know, we've I'm had not Zach nasty. Levine, we've had Anthony Davis, wait, now we got go. SGA. It just keeps going better. No, no, no. Why not Bron to the next? Let's go. Ab, 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 before you go, before you go, I just want to talk about how the psychosis is so crazy, right? I'm asking both of you a question. Who is currently a half game out of first place in the East Conference? Who is that? The Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn. Where are you from? Where are you from, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We spent all this time talking about a team that's in the fifth spot. Right. When the, the Nets are on the verge of taking the number one seed in the number one conference in the entire NBA. Right. And we haven't even mentioned the Nets yet. That's how the psychosis of sports works. Agreed. That you will overpass the clear better team to talk about the Knicks. And and to be clear, the Knicks are an ape seed right now. So we did all of oh, this talking about an ape seed that's 20 and 18 when the Nets are 25 and 12. Like you said, half a game out of first. Ab, your thoughts? About? <laughs> About the fact that you, you've you come on here and you have told us every which way of how the Knicks can improve, but you're also a Nets fan and you haven't said one syllable about Jacques Vaughn, your man's Joe Harris, who you 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 killed on this pod a couple of playoff seasons ago. Well, you haven't said he word one about Vaughn. anything. He was not a Jacques, a Jacques Vaughn believer. Wow. So, all right. So, look, you, you also are a Nets fan. I will give you the floor for about 90 seconds or so. Can you give me the state of the Brooklyn Nets from a Nets fan perspective? You've given us about an hour of the Knicks fan perspective. Can you give me 90 seconds of the Brooklyn Nets fan perspective? ISO. The Brooklyn Nets are a Caruso away from an NBA championship. Hmm. Okay. They are a, if you don't want to go Caruso, they are they are a Nas Reed away from an NBA championship. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. They are Caruso. A Nas I was Reed like, I right, I could paint a picture. Nas Reed. What, they what, either what, need. What does he do that, that uh, need, Claxton don't? No, no. You need Claxton. No, no, no. You need Claxton, but you only have a Claxton. You're playing Ben at the five, which is not sustainable, which to me is not sustainable. You come I like time. Ben you at need, the five. But you need another big. So if you have Ben at the five, you're going to need another ball handler. Right? Okay, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But, bro, the, correct, correct. But if you look, they KD is going to be is going to be double teamed. Kyrie might, mm-hmm. might see some double team. You need mm-hmm. someone that can handle the rock besides Ben. You need someone that could play against uh, a a Embiid, a Time Lord, a Horford, a Giannis, a Lopez. They have no low post presence. There will be no low post presence. Exactly. They built this roster knowing that. Exactly. So 
Clax is five fouls away from not even from not. He only has about six fouls. Watanabe. <laughs> you know what I'm nah, hell no. Watanabe. Watanabe is a one through four guy. He is not a five guy. I mean, he's he got the size. He can't play against some fours. He cannot play against some fours. I mean, he's a stretch four. You need you need yourself. Marquise need... Morris? Morris twin? <laughs> Morris no. twin. No. He's got C size. North. You need Facts. you need you need yourself a, right. a lanky or a bigger bodied 260. Dayron Sharp. He he's on the bench right now. Six six eleven from UNC. He's not UNC. ready. He is not ready. He's, he's six eleven. It don't matter. He's absolutely he sinks, not ready for playoff. Sink basketball. or swim. Sink or swim. He's not. He's not ready for playoff basketball. Then dust him off now to get him ready. He can't catch a basketball. He's got six I mean, fouls, right? He's got six fouls too. Okay. He okay. can't catch the defense. The DEA. He's he. Ah. I like him. I like him. I'm not saying he's a bad player. That's, but if I you're mean, trying to win a chip, he can't have any plans on it. The Bulls won chips with Stacey King. The Bulls won chips with the late great Bison Daylay. But the Bulls The won Warriors won a chip with, a chip with Kevion Looney. <laughs> but the, the Warriors, Warriors won chips Curry. with Okay, and the Nets have <laughs> Kevin Durant. The Nets have but Kevin they, Durant and Kyrie Irving. But they had Kevon Looney, but they had my man uh Bialika at least coming off the bench. They had a big coming okay, off. Okay, and the you bench. have what Watanabe 6'9. Come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't come understand on, what you're on, asking for. Come on, bro. Come on, You bro. want a dude come that's on, big that can shoot, right? You just brought up Bialita. Bialita wasn't thugging on, nobody in the paint. Come on, bro. Bialita was marinating in the corner. Come Watanabe on, can do that in. He got little on, handles. Bro. He got a little shimmy. We need, we need a, they need, they need a big body that could grab at least nine to ten boards. Morris twin. No, Morris does not average nine. He's never been a in a big nine, game. He can board. step up. He's never been a nine to ten board type of guy. He's never been a double double guy. You just need. You just said nine boards. He doesn't need to do you double double. He can get he zero points and nine rebounds. They need someone that's at least six ten, two two forty to two sixty. Sharp is six eleven two sixty five. He's already awesome. there. He's there. Awesome. Awesome young talent, not ready. Morris Twin is 6'9", 245. Could shoot. Awesome veteran. TJ Warren? TJ Warren's a three. He can play four in a, in a spot. He's 6'8". He's coming off of a foot fracture. Let's not do that to him. Yo, man, I don't, I don't understand, man. You, you got all the answers for the Knicks, but you can't find one for the Nets? I just, what, what do you want me to say? I who's just a big? Said, who's a big that that the Nets can realistically go scoop up via trade, or maybe even the buyout, and bring into this roster? Melo, Eric Boucher. I mean, they got Boucher from Toronto. Toronto got like nine. Melo's working out. Toronto, Toronto has like about. You seen nine him at Christ the King? He working out. He still got it. Why? Why are you doing this to Melo? Why are you doing this to the guy? Six nine. Big Bro. body, we know he grab boards. You know Melo always grab boards. <laughs> I'm not taking a bait. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm just trying to help you out. The buyout market is going to be slim. I don't see a lot of dudes in that buyout. What about, what, about, what about a Mike Muscala? 
Shoot. A stretch, a stretch five. A stretch five. Yeah. A stretch five. Kelly Olenek could work. Kelly could work. You won't give Dayron Sharp or Morris Twin a shot. You're going to bring in the goddamn Kelly Olenek. Because, again, you need someone. I don't someone, understand, man. You need someone I don't understand. that could get at least. All right. So, all right. Let, let's, let, let's finally tap into some of these topics. Uh, enough with New York basketball. The Warriors, a lot was made of them coming off the chip and riding the high of coming off that chip. And we know what happened with the habitual nut hitter in Jordan Poole. Uh, they got off to a rocky start. Then they got hot. Then they got really down in the dumps, a horrible record on the road. Uh, then Steph falls down, goes boom. I won't say trash-ass angles, but close. Now all of a sudden, the Warriors are hot without Steph. And they went from a team that was at the bottom of the West, hovered around there with the Rockets and the Spurs, now they're in play-in territory. What have y'all two seen from the Warriors that makes y'all think, well, one, two-part question. One, what have y'all seen from the Warriors besides Clay going crazy? And two, does this now give you a, a glimpse of, oh, okay, as soon as Steph comes back, the Warriors are going to be back to being the Warriors. I'll go with Oso first. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> I think Clay looking more like, you know, game six Clay um, is definitely part of it. Um, I think also Jordan Poole, I mean, Jordan Poole is, you know, one of the sauciest guards in the NBA right now. So it's, it's hard to like not look past him anymore. Um, I, I think that's taking a lot of pressure off of Draymond from scoring and he can just focus on rebounding, playing defense, you know, being a gritty player, hitting nuts, if you will. Facts. Um, <laughs> And I think also, too, Kaminga is is getting a little bit more comfortable um, with himself. So I, I think the team is actually poised to to, be, to make a run when when Curry does come back. Um, it kind of sucks because I, I think the East is clearly a better conference. Um, yeah. But I would not be surprised if the if the, the Warriors pull off another one. Ab. So let's let's go. Let's, let's rewind it back a little bit. What what the Warriors are one of the weirdest teams I've seen during the NBA season because they're like, what, 14 and two at home and like three and 10 on the road. Like they're the best home team, but the worst road team, right? Right. The beginning of the season, I thought that they probably overvalued their young pieces in Kuminga Moody and um, Wiseman, I believe, because they got rid of... They let Otto Porter walk. They let GP2 men walk. Bialika not even Bialika is not even an NBA anymore. Right. And these are guys that contributed heavy minutes off the bench for them to get to the to win the championship last season. So I actually thought that they probably over overvalued where their young uh players were. But coming in well, coming down his last stretch, I think they found gold in in an Anthony Lamb. And I'm not saying Anthony Lamb is better than Kaminga or he's better than Moody, anybody like that. I'm just saying he fits really well with what the Warriors are trying, what the Warriors do. He's able to play defense. He and he is able to, you know, pass the ball, rebound, and pass the ball to Clay. Because <laughs> that's the only thing you really need to do coming off the bench. But um, yeah, I think that definitely, 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 the Warriors, when Steph comes back. The Warriors can make a run, 
but they really don't need like to be honest with you the way the west is right now they don't need to be in the top six in the western conference to actually get to the finals okay Um... even if like they could they i think pretty much they could they could have they could be a three, four, five games above 500 the rest of the way for the rest of the season, being the play-in. And I think they could actually make history. <laughs> like, that's how First much... Eight seed. Yeah, that's how much I think the Warriors... I mean, because if, if we look at the West, I mean, we have a one-man show in Dallas, right? And they are the, the fourth seed. They are the four, Exactly. They are the fourth seed right now. The Phoenix Suns are at an impasse right now. They don't know what to do. They don't know if they should tank or if they should just I don't know. Because they no can't No way they're tanking. Yeah, but they can't make a trade right now because Robert Sarva is the one that still has to correct to sign off. Sure. So they're at an impasse right now. I mm, I but, think um, if Zion if, if, Zion sure, is hurt ahead. right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. What you said? No, I just I was just gonna say I think if if a legitimate trade came across the desk that they really wanted to make, whether through back channels or whatever, Adam Silver would not allow Robert Sarver to hold up a potential trade that can improve that team. Okay, fair enough. Zion is injured again. They're, they're, they're saying that he would probably be out for a month, month or more. They don't even know. They don't even know when B.I. is coming back. There's no, there's no timetable on B.I. Uh, Denver's on top of the West right now, but Denver doesn't play any defense. Let's just like you're not like there. There, there's a there's a um a funny stat right now that for the past twenty years, uh, NBA championships have been top five, top ten in offense and top and a top ten in defense throughout the season. Denver is, is a top. I believe they're a top ten offense, but they're not a top ten defense right now. And if and it said that you have to be both to end the championship. Outside of two teams, the uh, 2018 Warriors were 11th. And Denver is 25th currently. Yeah, so, yeah. 26 so, yeah. in defensive rating, yeah. Yeah, and then the other team I was going to say was uh, the 2002 LA Lakers. They don't have Kobe and Shackles not on that team. <laughs> so, Aaron Gordon and, and Joker, though. No? Okay. For what? For what? Kobe and Shaq. Aaron Gordon and Joker. All right, man. All right, all right, man. Um, no, no, you- <laughs> you meant Will then. Right. Will and Jerry West is what you meant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ab, I mean, I think to your point about the Warriors, I think there is <clears throat> clearly they're dangerous because they have the step factor. I think, I don't think they overestimated or over overreached in playing their youngest. I think that was what they intended to intended to do the whole time. I think there was no way they were going to bring back Otto Porter, um, Gary Payton, or any of those guys. I think you don't have the drafts where they had, like, they've drafted seven players by my count over the last three drafts, but more importantly, the last two drafts, they drafted five guys over the last two drafts that should be getting minutes. They've fallen into high-level players outside of the lottery over the last two years. And then if we throw in Weissman, they hit that. that's another guy that they actually got in the lottery. So those guys are going to have to play at some point. I'd much rather throw Kaminga and Moody out there as opposed to overpaying to keep Gary Payton Jr. 
and um, get, get your man's Otto Porter. So I expected them to get minutes, and I expected them to struggle once they got minutes because they're not used to getting minutes. So I think this is, I think it was a lot of fluff and fanfare for nothing because this was going to be a transition period and adjustment period for the Warriors because they had to work in these young pieces. I think the, the issue is going to be once Steph comes back, these guys don't know how to play with Steph. They're getting all these minutes now, and they're logging heavy minutes with Clay, and they're learning how to play off Clay, off the habitual nut hitter, and even Wiggins when, when Wiggins is actually healthy. How is that going to change once you bring in the, the, the behemoth that is Steph, who the offense is completely looks different when he's on the floor? They're running a lot of motion stuff right now where everyone's touching it. Everyone's getting a rock. Everyone's able to push shots up. And then when Clay gets hot, then I, we force feed Clay. Once Steph comes back, we know where that ball going nine times out of ten. <laughs> so how is Moody going to be able to work off that? How is Kaminga going to be able to work off that? That's, to me, going to be the biggest thing in that second half of the season is when Steph eventually comes back, how the hell are these young role players going to adjust? But the West is wide open, so I, I I I agree with you that if they they don't need to be a top seed because the West is wide open, but I think that that transition period will be something to watch. Also, no, I, I think I mean I think to your point, um, I can't I can't foresee it being that crazy because Steph is a willing passer and a good passer at that, um, and I, I think is a team oriented ish ball hog um, if that makes sense. So I, I don't think his the gravity of of who he is as a player should in, interrupt it as much. I mean, I think the key is is Kerr going to be smart enough, unlike Doc, to keep it the way it is mm-hmm. now, which is a motion offense, and not be so um, ISO driven and or baseline driven with with um, when Kerr arrives. But I feel like Kerr has been a, a pretty pretty smart coach throughout the year, so I, I have faith in him. Sure. All right. Well, I, I think that's something we'll definitely keep an eye on. I know something I, I definitely want to get into before we get into just the individual dominance of uh, Giannis and Luca and, and, you know, Donovan Mitchell putting up a 71 piece. This Western Conference, do we believe in the Sacramento Kings? Are we lighting the beam? Because I thought they just had a, a weak schedule early on and just kind of beat teams and snuck up on teams. But now they're legitimate. Like they're they've. They've played 36 games, and they're still a five seed. And Sabonis is looking like an all-star. You have De'Aaron Fox, who's finally looking like the John Wall clone like we thought he was going to be all them years ago. And, you know, even though they got rid of Halliburton, they have enough pieces there. Harrison Barnes is still there, and he's still getting run, putting numbers up. In this wide-open Western Conference where we're not sure about Kawhi, when Kawhi plays, the Clippers look great, but we don't know how often Kawhi is going to play. Portland, Dame is in, in and out of the lineup, and he still has to gel with Jeremy Grant. Like, There's almost a question mark for every single team that is 1 through 10 in this Western Conference. So Sacramento and the Kings, have you guys seen anything? Do, do, do you guys think they're serious? Are they going to have a second-half swoon? Ab, I'll, I'll go to you first. The Kings of Sacramento lighting the beam, for real or not? Nah? I think it's for real. I mean, that team is well constructed. I mean, you have a defense. We have bigs. We have wings that could that could shoot most some most of most nights. And then again, Sabonis and Swipers is playing like 
a couple of all-stars right now. Plus, they got a, def- a defensive-minded head coach in Mike Brown that just came off of winning a championship. So he knows exactly how to win. And again, the West is wide open, so I, I, I expect them to, to, to keep doing what they're doing. Also? So um, I don't believe that they're they're real. Um, okay, here's let's why. go. Let's go. Here's why. Uh, I, I, I like him. I'm not saying I, I dislike him. I'm not a De'Aaron Fox guy. I think he's mm. a good a good player. So not, there's no hate. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. Um, and Sabonis is, again, a good player, not a great player. So there's no real one on that squad. Um, and, and then, again, their current standing – is is not in vacuum. Their current standing is that way because the West is weak. It just is. The right. East has all the power right now, so that's why you have OKC, you know, playing well. I mean, they're good too, but I'm just saying, like, they look better than they are because the the West is so weak. Because LA is not even a factor in in reality as they should, as everyone ever thought they were going to be. So, I think they are um, a solid team. But I don't think they're going to make any waves come playoff time. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm more inclined to to roll with you. Also, I think there's as much as Mike Brown has done good things there, and they have a decent little core there. I just it's hard for me to fathom that the key to them is just getting a, a respectable coach. And even though they're better defensively, they're still in the bottom half of the league in defensive rating. It's I. I Part of it feels like smoke and mirrors to me right now. I still kind of want to see more, even though it's definitely a good enough sample size to say, nah, they're actually good. But it's just something about once I think you get stars back, once New Orleans gets their stars back, once Dane can actually play for an extended period of time in jail with his team, once Steph comes back. I don't know what um, you, you guys think of the Timberwolves and that, that monstrosity, but on paper, they should be better than the Kings. Like, there's teams that should be better than the Sacramento Kings right now. So I, I'm going to give it a – I mean, we could talk about the point fraud in the Suns. Like, there's, there's enough teams behind them that I think are clearly better than them. So I'm just going to fall back and just, like, I think the second half will just let that play out and there's just a natural progression of just more talent on those other teams as opposed to the Kings will switch the standings up. But – it's something where I, I got to give them their props because, I mean, the Kings haven't been relevant in the last decade plus. So the fact that they're even the fifth seed at this point in the season is, is a victory upon itself. Well, there was a there was a report to that I, that I like kindly like scrolled by today saying something to the effect of like, I think somebody went to dinner with the opposing, with someone from the opposing coaching staff, one of the Kings coaches went to dinner with uh, the coach from the opposing team and was like yeah man like the refs are gonna we the refs already told us like they're gonna call certain calls against you guys against the Kings. i don't know against the kings yeah okay yeah 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 so i think some of that um some of that backlash from um the early um referee scandal is probably still lingering out there so they probably won't get the calls like they're supposed to get. I mean, we just saw Mike Brown get ejected the other night. So, right. That's some. That's some. That's some. Just to keep in the back, you know, keep in okay. the back pocket. So I, I definitely wanted to have you guys on because there's been so much 
highlight moments so far in this season from Zion going crazy, from, you know, Tatum going crazy, as has also mentioned in the intro. But lately, Giannis, who went crazy again last night, what, like a he put up a double nickel last night? And then you have Donovan the night before with 71, and then we had Luca with the 60, 20, and whatever, like putting up wilt-like numbers. Walk me through if if one of those stood out more than the other or just the overall individual dominance of what we've seen so far in this first half. Like, iso ball is a thing. Iso ball has returned as much as the Warriors, you know, fascinated us with their motion offense and the threes and bunches. Sometimes you just got to clear it out, do one for a flat, give it to your guy and just let him truck people. So uh, I'll go to also first between... You know, I mean, if, if you want to put Embiid in there, we could do that too. But in terms of Giannis, Luca, and um, Donovan, like, to talk about those individual performances. So, uh, to my earlier point, I, I think it's it's funny that Embiid is scoring 33 points a game like it's nothing, and, like, he's not even in the discussion. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's not even, like, a new thing. That's just, like, a, a generic – that's where we are now. Like, he he's he's gotten to the place where – that's so light for him that no one considers that to be a great feat anymore, um, which I think is a, is a compliment to him. But to, but to your point, let me ask you this question, and I'll answer. But I just want to give you ask this question first, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you have someone like Jared Goff in the NFL who's putting up you know three thousand yards, four thousand yards, whatever it may be, but no one considers him to be a great quarterback. Has the NBA gotten to the point where the NFL has been, where the rule changes and the game change or game style of play has led to, I think this is the first time we've had, what, four or five players scoring over 30 points in league history or something like that, right? Is that true? Yes, I, I think that was the stat, yeah. Right, so it is, it is 30 points a game what 30 points a game used to be when Mike was doing it, when Wilt was doing it, is the same thing and if not, then I think that to me is more of the discussion than th- their dominance, because if that's the case, then it feels a little watered down um, and, and not to be on some hate Luca um, level because I'm not hating. I but am. I feel like some of the, huh? I am. But I feel like some some of the Luca love is a little misplaced because, you know, yeah, he 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 is. I asked the question last night to a group of people, and I asked this question, does Luca make his teammates better? And nope. I don't know if I can say that with any confidence that he does. I think he can score, right, at a high yes. clip, no doubt. Yep. I think he's a he is a good passer. I'm not saying he can't pass. I think he has good vision, not saying that either. But I, I don't know if the plays that he makes on the floor consistently night in, night out are making his players better and I think that his style of play leads to people thinking he doesn't have help as opposed to him actually having help. Uh, let, me, let me let me get at that one. Um, go ahead. Let me, let me just preface this by saying I still got PTSD from that 60-point uh, triple-double that Luca put on the next other night. Let me just say that. <laughs> what was it, not nine points in uh, how, how, how many like seconds? Nine points in like... 30, 30 30, seconds 30 or something? 30-some 30 seconds, seconds, yeah. Um, it was coaching, by the way. That, that, we lost because of coaching. But, um... Meniscus Terrence Taskmaster. Um, I, I just want to preface this by saying that, but I just want to say, right, Luca's getting a whole lot of praise 
for what James Harden got killed for. Mm, talk about it. I'm just saying when James Harden from, I believe, 2014 to about 2018, 19-ish, was 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 a guy that could any 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 time he stepped on the floor, he was able to give you forty points, 11, 11 boards, and then like probably like twelve assists any night, right? Heavy heavy on the uses, heavy heavy uses rating, right? Coming down to they was basically playing one four flat every 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 play, right? Got people saying, oh, this type of this type of play is unsustainable. Um, you can't win like this. Oh, he's a ball hog. He's stat padding. How do they expect to win like that? Every Mavs game, and I like Luca. I like Luca. Don't get me wrong. I like Luca. I think he his praise is well deserved. But every game is Luca bringing the ball up the court. If he can't get his, he'll pass it off to a three point because that's because that's who they surround him with. Purely three point shooters. They play a one-four flat almost every play. Pass it off to somebody, and they'll hit the three or their brick. So I'm just saying, man, it's a whole lot of double standards being thrown out there. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, I'm certainly not not mad at that. I mean, that's something I've been I've been preaching on this pod for a minute. Like I've called him Slovenian Harden because, like like you mentioned, like the usage rate. There's no other higher usage rate. And the only usage rate higher than Luka, and of course we don't have Wilt stats because usage rate wasn't a thing back then, but in terms of current modern-day NBA, the only person with a higher usage rate than what Luka is putting up is James Harden. It's literally the only one. Like it's a four, Harden had the highest uh, usage rate ever, 40.9, I believe it was, and Luka is routinely at 38. Not even Steph, not even Wardell is touching 38. So he clearly just is ball dominant. He doesn't help guys. And when you come in there, I mean, there's a reason why Jalen Brunson bounced and came to the Knicks. It's not just because of the 100 mil. He can't play with Luka. A lot of dudes that need to get the rock to, to get their shots off, they can't play with Luka because they don't get the rock. Porzingis I mean, look looked washed. Yeah, Porzingis, Latvian world star, looked washed. People were saying he's, he should be done and be out the league. Now he's killing in Washington. He could be a borderline all-star. He can, no, no, not a borderline. He can be an all-star reserve this year. Well, we got to ask your if, man's Wally Zerbiak first. Let's keep it be clear. We got to ask your man's Wally, Wally first. But Wally would be the guy. I mean, KP certainly lo- looks the part to Wally. He he would. He would. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm saying Wally would be the guy that you would go to to, to get that type of info. But I, I think the, the, the one thing to, to answer Oso's question, I think 30 is the new 25, mm. where it's like if you, if you could drop 25 in, in the 90s, I think that's like 30 today. But I think the next evolution will be, will 35 be the new 30? Because mm. I, I don't see defense ever coming back. I mean, clearly they're not going to change any rules. I mean, if anything, that might make it even easier to score, uh, you know, 10 years from now. So... You know, as as the shooting gets better, as the 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 players get bigger, stronger, faster, all of that, and the, the fundamentals are taught earlier and earlier, I think you know the league average to shoot threes is now thirty five percent. That's league average now. How's that going to look in a decade? It's going to be forty percent. 
dude's gonna be shooting 40% from three, and that includes dudes that are like Victor Webinyama, seven foot plus. Like, so yeah, I, I think it it definitely is a watered down version in terms of scoring. And I think that will skew stats. And I think that's why some of these records that, that are being put up, like, no offense to Braun, but I'm not really looking at that Kareem record like like that's that big of an achievement. Like if you stick around long enough and you keep taking all the shots, even when AD is healthy, then yeah, you're going to break Kareem's record. So, you know, certain things just don't register anymore because it's so much easier to score. Kareem put up all them points with no three, not a one. You know, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He has if Kareem had nowhere near the usage rate like a like, like a LeBron. You know, Kareem wasn't running the fast break, you know, dolo and just going for self. Like he needed someone to give him the ball every single time so he could get his shot off. So I as much as LeBron is impressive in, in what in the numbers he's putting up, I the 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 Lou Alcinder, aka Kareem Abdul Jabbar number is still a more impressive number to me. So yeah, the, the statistics today are definitely still watered down. Facts. So what does this mean in regards to Luca? Clearly they want to give him the MVP at some point. Clearly he is going to win an MVP. If Giannis keeps doing what he did last night, if we have performances like Donovan Mitchell, we've had other fantastic performances from Zion and 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 even Dame before he got hurt, and we know Wardell's going to come back and do Wardell things. And like I also mentioned in the intro, Tatum is is still that dude. And then we have Embiid. So what narrative needs to happen or what, what needs to take place for a justifiable awarding of Luka Doncic to MVP? Like, I don't know what more he needs to do. I don't think he could do any more than what he's doing, but I don't think this is enough to get an MVP, I think- but... If they stay at the four seed, he's he's a lock to win. A lock? It's gonna it's gonna be between him and Jokic. If if, if the Nuggets is a, still the one seed, Jokic is getting that. If they right. somehow hang on to the one seed, I think yeah, I think Jokic is getting that. Which if they hang on to the one seed, which is more than attainable at this point. I guess. Well, which, by the way, it's hilarious that seeds matter now this season. But right. seeds didn't Talk matter last season when right. they were the sixth seed. So right. it's it's so funny how how like picky um they or fickle they are when it comes to criteria for MVP these days, MVP. It's like, oh well, one player, Jamal Murray's not playing and 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 uh Porter Jr. is not playing, so that means something. But then when I tell you Maxi, Harden, and Embiid have only played seven total games together, no one mentions that now. Right. When record when record mattered, when Embiid had the one seed, all of a sudden the the six seed was more important than the one seed. So it, I, I give up honestly. Like they they they've watered down the MVP trophy to the point now where I don't think it even has the same value as it did before. Honestly, nah. I mean, you can see that you can see that. that by them renaming it to the Michael Jordan Award. Why would you rename something? I mean, <laughs> this at this late in the game. Go ahead, Sam. No, MVPs, I see him. Go ahead, take the shot. Take the it's shot. It's a lot of MVPs, though, dog. I mean, you know, if, if you were to rename it for someone, I mean, it, it should go to the guy who's won it five times. No, no, I'm saying, why would you rename an award? Like, the MVP award's name is mm-hmm. the most valuable player award, right? Right. You've had people try to illegitimize the MVP award saying that, hey, this, like, this, this, this dude, really? Like, this guy, this guy, this guy? 
Now, my theory is that they renamed it the Michael Jordan Award because they really want either Luka or Jokic to win it. More so that they, they're using Jordan's name as a validation. Not so far as to reward him, as to reward Mike with the, with the naming, but to more mm-hmm. validate their goalpost moving. I mean... Wait, validate who? Jokic or, or Luka? Or both. Either one, yeah. either one, either one, either one. Because that's who. Because because if we're being honest, that's who's gonna win it. And I'm not saying that's because of 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 they're the best or they're the they're on the best team, not like that. But we know how these blue checks do. They'll T- find Tatum a way. Is, Tatum is They'll currently fourth in the Tatum is currently fourth in the league in scoring on the number one team in the in the Eastern Conference. Right. How mm-hmm. how is he not? ahead of those two players analytics well and and, and i will say i think the only argument tatum clearly has gotten better but i think because the celtics have over the last few years always been around the top of the east it doesn't look like they're actually better even though he clearly is better does it make his team that much better if they're still, I mean, they weren't they, I don't think they were number one seed last year, but they were around the number one seed. No, wait, they were because the Nets were, uh, the Nets were uh, what seed last yeah. year? They um, were seventh. Seventh. That was seventh. So, 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 the, so Boston was a two they seed. Okay. Second, so, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they've been hovering yeah. around that top seed for the last couple of years. So I think that's where, where, where do you, even though Tatum's gotten better, how has that made the Celtics actually better? Going from a two to a one, I don't in the voters' eyes. To us, we know they're better because he's gotten better. Let me preface in case anyone from from two one five hears this. This is in no way defense of anything Celtics. Just be clear. Okay, right. That's a, that's a no no where that's, I'm from. That's an important di- that disclaimer. Said, yep. That said, my argument or my rebuttal to that 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 question or or comment is. The East is significantly better than it was last year. Cleveland is legit. Like, right. they're a for real, for real team. And they're not even talked about at all. Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, the Net, the Nets might be the best out of all of them. Facts. The East is stacked. So to have the number one seed at this point is... I think a, a bigger accomplishment than being a two seed last year. And, and I think that there is something to that. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not poo pooing the point. I think to us that makes sense. I don't know how blue check boys and girls co-sign that. Well, right. But we know how. I mean, we don't validate them here anyway. But it's just right. a matter of you know our awards are more realistic than what what they would give out. I, I think. If we're putting people in the MVP conversation, clearly the names we've mentioned are there. Like Embiid is there, Tatum is there, Lucas there, Giannis is there, Joker is there, and that's about it. So it's it's really going to be the second half of the season will really show us who's going to separate themselves from the pack, if they even can. Because the Celtics have been low-key not that good over the last couple of weeks, and there's been some questions about the coach and after that loss last night to the Thunder, there was talk about the lack of effort and all of that. So if the Celtics fall back a couple of spots and hit into that three, four range and Giannis is still out here putting up double nickels, we got to talk about Giannis. Like 
as great as Joker has been, like, and there might be some voter fatigue in trying to give another MVP to Joker, that, that might have been how Joker got those awards because of voter fatigue for Giannis. But if he's putting up numbers like this and they're doing this without Middleton and they're still able to be a top two seed in the East that you just said is improved, and I agree, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and give it well, to the Nigerian well, freak. Well, here's my question to you, though. Why did why are we consistently overlooking KD? Because KD's greatness is gets taken for granted. Because in I, that scenario, the Nets mm-hmm. probably be the number one seed in that scenario. If the, if Celtics take take a stumble down, mm-hmm. that will vault Milwaukee back up to the, the two spot. But KD's still number one, and he's averaging what twenty nine points a game. Like, right? I heard he's playing nuts. Well, Tim Bontemps said. Oof. Lose said, the blue checks. Said he said that because of the drama during the offseason, that voters might hold that against Katie. I think you can drop the mic from that. I, I don't see a scenario where he gets enough votes. Even if even if all the nonsense didn't happen this summer, I don't and think Katie would have get would, would get enough votes. And quiet is kept. The 66th best player in the league, according to the ringer, Kyrie Irving, is playing like a top 10 player so far. Yeah, we don't acknowledge the ringer here. So, I mean, they, and, they, they have no no basketball credence or credibility. But what I'm saying is he might not even be an all-star reserve. And that's something to keep your eye on. I mean, I'm sure Kyrie will find that's a way to spend to keep, spend yeah. some time if he doesn't uh, make it to the all-star game. I'm sure he got some movies he could catch up on. But it's a con. But but technically, he's in a contract year. Even though I think he'll resign with the Nets. But that I mean, you got to figure that does factor in. You know what I'm saying? He's shooting a 90 this season. Too by the way. I, but I don't think KD gets MVP consideration because I don't think he's no longer a two way player. To me, no, he no, 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 no. He's playing. He's playing good defense, but we're used to him playing elite like. No, it is elite. Top tier. No, 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 no. KD and Claxton have the most points, field goal percentage, have the best field goal percentage when 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 guarding the opposing player so far in the so far in this season. They're number one and number two. All right, I'm not elite defense. I'm not going that route. But here's what I will say though: KD currently has a better defensive rating than Jokic. Oh, that, that I believe that, yeah, well, I believe that. I, I I would I would hope that. Like I would be upset if that wasn't the case. Yeah, no, I I think the main thing for me when it comes to KD is that because of the whole Kyrie stuff, him in and out, he's had to shoulder so much of the offensive workload. The games I was like really locked in on, he was just taking so much of the offensive like like toll. Like the 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 fatigue was definitely there. Now that Kyrie's been back, no issues, he's been able to acquiesce a little bit and kind of get back into looking more like, you know, KD that's still relatively in his prime, albeit on the back half. Now we're getting a slightly better, more efficient KD as opposed to early in the season where for them to just be in games, he had to put up 25 shots. No matter how tough the shots were, no matter how many dudes were hanging off of him, he had to get those shots up because that's the only way for them to stay in the game. So... I'll, I'll pay more attention here, but I think to me, I think because 
of what he had to do early in the season in terms of shouldering that offensive workload, why Kyrie had to go through all that stuff. I think that's, that's to me, is what they will hold against KD because the team was not playing well. Now they're playing well because they're healthy. They got all the guys. So he doesn't even have to play at a, quote, MVP level for them to be worth a damn because he's got all the guys that he was intending on playing with in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are we are we also this is a dark horse, but are we also ignoring Donovan in this discussion as well? Ignoring? No, I just think there's too many bodies in front of him. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know I, who does he leapfrog. I mean, to me, he leapfrogs Joker, but I don't know who else he leapfrogs. I don't, does he leapfrog Luca? I, I mean, listen, seventy points can boost your average real quick. <laughs> so, Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. A couple more, a couple more outbursts, you know. But but I, I, the Luca the Luca sympathizers will say, look at all the help Cle- look at all the help Donovan has. In comparison to Luca, oh, I mean he's yeah, got Mobley, he's got Garland, he's got Jared Allen, he's got Karis Levert, not Gerald Levert, Karis Levert, and then you know, it's it's it's, it's basically Luca in the Pips in Dallas. Well, well I, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be just Luca, like just uh, poo poo, like to 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 blame Luca for what's going on in Dallas, because that that front office is not that good anyway. Honestly, I mean, like to bring it back to the Brunson, to bring it back to, to, to Jalen Brunson before mm-hmm. at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the last season, I believe there was a story out that he was willing to sign for 56 mil a year, but they wanted to play coy and, you know, wait till the season. And let's just let's just focus on basketball. And um, he ended up signing for, signing for like a for like a buck 10, a buck 20. I mean, a buck 20. So let's not, you know, I know Luca. Luca, I know the play on the court, but still, you got to put the players on the court. And like that front office is not. Well, didn't they do that? I mean, every year they've tried to add pieces to help him, no? Yeah. Thank you. That's my. Thank you. Every offseason, they've. They, they traded for Brazilian State. They traded for Dinwiddie. They, they unearthed Jalen Brunson. You. Thank you. They've tried to Listen, give him help. Listen, if you're we, and he's run off as, all of them except Dinwiddie, and I think when Dinwiddie's contract is up, he's gonna run away too. Like Ab and I had to sit through three hours of a senior NBA insider for a certain network. Ugh. Go on and on about how MJ had Scotty, how Magic had Kareem, disgusting, and how Luca is probably better than all of them. Because he's doing it with nobody. Listen, I'm not saying that anybody on the on the past or current uh, Dallas roster is Pippen or Kareem, right? I'm not saying that. Right. But suggest and put his narrative that he's had no help. Porzingis was giving him 20 and 10. When has yeah. 20 and 10 been a bad thing? What when was this? What world was this? Only uh, Brunson was giving him, yeah. Only playing with Luca, right? Last time I checked, Brunson had a good year last year. Last mm-hmm. time I checked, Dinwiddie's a legitimate NBA guard. Last time I checked, Tim Hart. I mean, Tim Hardaway. Um, what's his Tim. son's name? Tim Tim oh, Tim Hardaway Junior. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Junior. Here we go. Hardaway is a good player. Um, they have other good players on, the, on that squad, man. Like the idea that 
and this I think this is my pushback on Luca. It's it's the and I hate to sound like a hater, but I'm not hating. The manufacture part of it 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 pushes me away. It, it's similar to how they pushed and manufactured Drake early on. Mm. If you're talented, your talent is going to shine through in the end. I don't need you to manufacture it and then force it down my throat. Pause to make sure that your guy gets his his props early on. Luca's a good player. I'm not. There's no hate. Luca's a really good player. Pace right now he's on. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame player. Again, sure. no hate, right? No hate. But they're doing too much. They're clearly angling for him to be MVP already. They were angling for that, if you remember, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They were angling two years ago. So it's like, all right, man, listen, it's too much outside noise that's that's forcing me to, to look at it with a, a, a more crucial eye about how um, – Sorry, critical eye on, on how he's how he's playing, and more importantly, how he's making his team teammates better. So, if the narrative which would change a little bit, and, and the blue check boys didn't break their necks again, we sat for three hours, Sam. Three hours. That's, I don't miss this that. man going on a Luca tirade. Yeah. Well, no, and and it was your favorite your favorite NBA senior insider. Yeah. From yeah. a certain a certain network. He's writer than um, everybody. Who is the hot perhaps? When it comes to basketball, um, and I think I think that the Blue Check Boys make me not like Luca, and it's not Luca's fault. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think to your point, everything you laid out there is accurate. And you know, I ain't even bring up Christian Wood. They brought in Christian Wood this year, right. and he wasn't even starting early in the year. So I mean, I, I don't know what more every single year they have tried to bring somebody in to be that second guy or at least to be a impactful rotational player around Luka Doncic, and it just hasn't worked. When you go through Jalen Brunson, who was unearthed two years ago, no one was even checking for Jalen Brunson. They found a way to get him in there and let him go cook. And Christos Porzingis, the Latvian world star, they had him come in and then he found a way to go cook. And now Christian Wood has found a way to go cook. The common denominator is they all cook when Luca's is not on the floor. All mm-hmm. those guys, you look at their splits, their splits go crazy. The minute is just them on the floor and Luca's is not there. Jalen Brunson was cooking in the playoffs. Why? Because Luca wasn't on the floor. They had to stagger their minutes. Latvian world star, the whole time he was there, the only time he cooked was when Luca was hurt or was load managing. His numbers went through the roof. So is that really the front office or is it just a common denominator is this dude has the second highest ever usage rate ever and no one could play with him. Just like no one could play with the beard in Houston unless you just marinate in the corner like P.J. Tucker and take corner threes. So is it the front office or is it you have a dude that is very hard to play with if you have similar skill sets to him? And to your point, they just had an article come out today saying that if they can't re-sign Wood, they're going to um, trade him this year. So another guy gone. So then right. who, who who's the second guy at that point? Because it ain't Denwitty. No. Ab? Not Finney Smith. Not Finney Smith either. <laughs> De- definitely not Finney Smith. Listen, man. If maybe Josh and I like Dinwiddie, I like I like Dinwiddie, and I like and I like uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I like them as players. But if they're the second option on your team, 
You're not getting anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Kemba? I mean, the GM actually said Kemba. The GM said Kemba's knees were done. I'm just quote. I'm quote. I'm not. It's not. It's not me. I'm quoting the GM. So, I mean, he his says knees were Kemba's done. knees will never ever will never ever be the same again. Probably. And that didn't stop your Knicks from signing him. Mm. Mm. And he's currently on the Dallas Mavericks roster. So, I mean. I mean, but you're acting like I, I said the Knicks front office were, were like superior and like smart. You, like, you said the medical staff is. The medical, definitely the medical staff, definitely. They definitely. couldn't fix Kemba's knees. I mean, no one can't fix Kemba's knees. That's like, you're going to need like, you're going to need to go to like. KT and and find some 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 witch Germany because not even Germany that you that is like Kobe surgery okay. no that's like some Louisiana bio Nigerian how, how on earth did you find a way to get a Kobe diss in on this what? podcast what happened how how what? did you how did you find a way no nah, I love Kobe in? everyone loves Kobe right lo- love Kobe love Bean love Mamba <laughs> R.I.P. him and Gigi. Wow. <laughs> but, but, but nah, I'm just all, all, all I'm saying Listen, is Kemba. If I'm, uh-huh. if I'm if I'm the front office for Dallas, I am praying, praying that either the Bulls or the Toronto says, you know what? I'm just going to punt this season let me let me get as much assets as I, as I possibly can Zach Levine can't me. play with Luca. I'm not talking about Zach Vooch not talking about Vooch who Caruso you still on that on that Caruso wave Lonzo I'm talking about I'm talking about DeMar mm. he can't he definitely can't play with you talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get get if you manage to get DeMar how many basketballs there, on the court? How many? There's only one. There's only one. Not if Demar and Luca on the same team. Pascal and Luca. That, that one, yeah, that one is more feasible because Siakam don't mind playing in in the paint being dirty. He don't, he don't mind getting dirty, getting his numbers that way. But we said the same thing about Porzingis. He didn't mind playing dirty and playing big in the paint. Christian Wood could do that. All these guys could do that. Christian just don't Wood, do it when Luca's on the floor. On the floor. Christian, Christian, Wood, Christian Wood has to decide when he plays defense. Well, he has to. No. Well, no he has he to. Christian Wood, come on, bro. No, no, no. no. That's, I, like, no. I like Christian Wood. No, but you're, his you're, defense you're running out IQ there, Dwight Powell. Not, I don't want to hear nothing about you, you need to prioritize it, defense. Be, you're running out Chris, there, Dwight Chris, Powell. Stop. Christian Wood currently yeah, has a better again, again, again. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't say that the front office is like they're doing that. Like again, I'm I I don't have. You said any, it's their any, fault. It is, and look what you said, Dwight Powell. I don't know. If Dwight Powell doesn't play any defense. Yeah, and he's oh, getting yeah. more run than Christian oh. Wood. Yeah, no, Christian Wood's starting. He's been starting. Now, he just no, started starting. starting. No, he wasn't. Yeah, but, I've yeah. been tracking this. But, Trust. But, 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 he started, right, he started so 10 games. Yeah, because Christian Wood's been in Jason Kidd's doghouse, and Jason Kidd's not a good coach. Yeah. He'll have one year. Wait, hold on. He'll have one year where it's like, oh, my God. 
he got us here. He got us there. Then the next couple of years, it'd be like, damn, dog, for real. Christian Wood has never been known for his defense. He's a bucket. So you 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 went and signed him for a reason. You signed him to get buckets. Uh, also, just, just, just to, to know about defense. Yeah. Christian, Christian Wood is a better defensive rating than Jokic. <clears throat> I mean. I, I, I think just, the three of I'm us, saying, the, 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 the three of us on this ecam live room have a better defensive rating than Jokic. I'm just saying, I probably have a better defensive uh, rating than Jokic just sitting down. I mean, I mean, I mean if you were six eleven, yeah, and a different complexion. But I mean, you know, facts. So I, I'm just trying to understand here, Ab, because I, I think. I want to believe you, but I just don't. There's no, no evidence. There's no, 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 no evidence. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing bell for Luca. I think it's fifty. I mean, it's, it sounds like it. No, no, no. It's fifty-fifty. You can't. You the way Luca's playing, you cannot play like that and expect to win in the NBA. You can. You can't. You just can't. So is it really fifty-fifty? How can it it's be? 50. How can it be equal parts front office when the main component in got, there won't change his game? But you got a coach. I could bring in Michael Jordan. If Luca's not passing the ball, it don't matter. You have to. I would argue. I would argue it's worse than that. He won't change his game. I would argue that he can't change his game. Yeah, he's been hooping. He's been playing like this since he was sixteen. Right, and I think he would be a he would in a role playing the way he should play. I'm not sure he's the star the way everyone thinks he would be. Yeah, he can't play like this and be they they they'll they will never and if 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 I'm proven wrong, I will keep this clip. They will never win a championship with him playing like this. Never. He will never well, win a championship can't. like this. There's no Yeah, like because you can't you can't have another guy good enough to play alongside of him. Right. And I, I wonder as as I try to pivot here a little bit, we're trying to figure out Who's next up? There's a lot of talk of who's next. Some people think it's Ja. Some people think it might be Victor Webinyama once he steps foot in the league. KD can't stop talking about how he's going to take over the league. Is there a young player you guys have have watched this, this season so far that makes you think they can either be a dark horse in that next up conversation because i mean you could even throw zion in there if you want because we haven't really seen a lot of him so you know he he could qualify for this conversation but is there someone you've seen this year where you're like oh like that person's gotten better and if he keeps trending on that trajectory they could be a problem they could be next up i'll go to Oso first so to to keep it in uh, line with the past podcasts um a former podcast love player who has blossomed this season um tyler halliburton let's go he he's he's real deal he's real deal holy field um it's not a lot of it's not a flash not a lot of pomp and circumstance but he's real he's he's a real deal top notch maybe not top 10 he's not top 10 yet right um but but you, top if 10 you told me he stayed, for sure. Oh yeah, top t- yeah for sure. But I'm saying if you told me he stayed on this path, maybe in a season or two beyond this, mm-hmm. I don't I don't I can't see why he wouldn't be a top ten player. I, I don't know why I, I would believe that he couldn't be. So if you're telling me he's a what he's 24, 23, 
old is he? Uh, let's see. I'm on his page now. 22 years old. He's about to be 23. Right. So you're telling me at 24, he, there's a really good chance he's going to be a top 10 player? I mean, that's that's up next to me, as far as I'm concerned. I like it. Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Ab, what's up? Um, Let me just put this out there. We might not – we might, from, from here on out, we might just – be debating who's the best player amongst at least five, seven guys going forward in this league. For sure. Right? Yep. But one guy, but one guy I have an eye on that I think is going to be the one. If anybody's going to be the one, he probably might be the one, Paulo Brancaro. And I know it's early. It's first season. He gets buckets. But he is the real deal. And if I'm Orlando, mm-hmm. I'm on the clock next season. I'm getting me a vet point, a vet wing to to to, to <sighs> let's, and let's go make this run because if you look at Orlando, Orlando has a lot of talent. A lot they of talent. Have, Too uh, much. They have a lot of talent. And they have all of their draft capital. Like yeah. well, come on, man. Come on, man. Well, speaking, of, speaking of which, can we just give another former podcast shout out? Bull Bull emerging as one of the best players Facts. in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, he's cooking. I, I, I wish about- Mo, 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 Mo Bamba would step up too, but you know, no, Bull, uh, Bull Bull is definitely stepping up this year. Y'all talking about y'all talking about Vic. We probably have a Vic. Baby Vic and Bull Bull? Maybe Vic, man. Maybe Vic. I, I think Bobo is a well man. I, 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 I still think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think. Look, I, I've said it here on the pod. I, I think that might be the 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 position for Vic. Put him at the Point? one or the two. I put, I put him at the, the two. Point. Easy. The, well, the reason why I say two is if you remember KD's first year, KD played two his first year. Correct. Yeah. Correct in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's I, I think, he's too frail to be down low. You can't put yeah. him down low. Can't do no. it. No. But I, I, I'm looking at this Orlando roster. Yo, man. It's a lot of names here. I just don't know. It's a Yo, lot of names. Man. Paolo, for they sure, get, is the best player on this team, for sure. They could get one or two one or two vets. Bring in one or two Jaylen vets. Jalen Suggs. You know, nice you know who looked nice on the, nice on the team as a, as a, as a uh, steadying veteran player who could help them out a lot? See, Tobias yeah. Harris. Any way to get rid of Toby. Any way to get rid of Toby. Also, no, I love Tobias. No, man, I love Tobias. I'm just saying, give, give us faults back and, wow. and throw in Bull Bull, and we good. What about Suggs? Take yeah, Suggs, right? Suggs. We're not giving up Suggs. I mean, they got a lot of guards. They all can't stay. And plus, no. your man's Isaac is coming back. At some point, Jonathan Isaac will be hooping again. They got a lot of bodies. I don't know. That's what I'm it's saying. A, they need a they need a wing. Get you a get you a good a good three and D wing. A good vet three and D. Isn't wing. that Isaac though? He he has been in years. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's supposed vet. to be back. But he's not. I mean, he's, like, vet. he's a he's vet a now. Vet, but he's like what 22, 23? I he? mean, in, in in Orlando, that's being a vet. Nah, man, you yeah. need somebody that's like thirty <laughs> on on 
30 in their prime, probably like, I don't know. Terrence Ross is still there. You got T. Ross. Yeah, but T. Ross is not, when have you known T. Ross to be like on a, on a winning basketball team? On a winning, like a contending. He was on the Raptors a few years ago, right? He was on the Raptors a few years ago. Not not, not on the Kawhi Raptors, but before that, when it was just DeRozan and Lowry. They could probably make a run for DeRozan. Who? But why? Why would you do that if you're Orlando? That's not enough. Yeah, yeah. To do what though? And that, you, it, to it, make the playoffs, it, to make to do something like we got to start contending at some point, right? Or trying to contend at some point. You can't just be hoarding. Like how? So long, they're they're, they're, they're not that? one piece away. They're not one piece away. They're ready right now. I think they're ready. I think they're. I think they're. They're mm. a couple of. They're at least two moves from being ready to compete. For some serious, so so they're not ready. For, for chip, if you still right need now, two no, more no. pieces, you're not ready. No, no, no. For a chip, no. For a chip, probably not a chip. But to make a deep playoff run, probably a second round. They need one or two. I'm thinking one or two vets, man. Mm. Yeah, you believe more in Orlando than you believe in the Nets. No, Word. that's crazy, no. bro. That really is I crazy. The Nets, no, the Nets can win the championship as presently constructed. I mean, they, I they think, are the favorite. Right. They they are they are the betting favorite right now to win the championship. Over over um Golden State and and the Celtics. In last time I I checked over the weekend, no, unless they, the odds they, have shifted. Nah, I mean, maybe the Celtics time, are still there over them, but no, the I've Celtics, seen a couple no, of books Celtics, have have the Nets. No, the Celtics are still there. I think the the Nets, the highest the Nets has been, has been third. No, I don't think so. Not betting, not betting wise. No. Yeah, betting. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll check right now. Check. check right now. I think the highest you could get them is third right now. And and, and also it, it might, might might depend on the sports book. There's definitely they're a Yakapurdo. They're either a Yakapurdo away or a Caruso. Come on, son. Come on. You son. love Yakapurdo. Yeah. yeah. Like you you you, on, you love him more than Popovich does. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's his man. On, He's been talking about Yakapurdo like all all year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I see the Nets are second on FanDuel. I'm, I'm not logging into all these apps, but they, you, I definitely did see the Nets over the weekend as the uh, betting favorite. Um, all right, so we, we, we've done a lot of deep diving into the NBA, but we can't talk the NBA without talking how the media talks about the NBA and other sports. So clearly we have this stuff happening with... Um, the Hamlin thing from Monday night. And obviously there, there's been no significant update since we've been recording. So he's still in critical, critical condition, but it's led to a lot of outcry and it's led to a lot of fanfare about what should have happened. What, what did happen? Was it the right move? Was it not? And the aftermath of it is the bluest of all blue check boys. Uh, your man skip went out there and, and said the thing because he has to say the thing because he's 70 years old and he's hanging on to this, to his relevancy. And Shannon Sharp, I guess, put his foot down by not mm. showing up to work, mm. holding his own silent protest, if you will. But then mm. he spins the block today because we are recording this on Wednesday. So he spun the block today and he had his opening monologue and he was getting into his bag of why he decided to sit out Tuesday's show. And he mentioned 
Skip's tweet and how he hoped that Skip would delete the tweet. And then Skip jumped right in there and said, I'm not deleting the tweet. No one told me to, to delete the tweet. And it was a lot of animosity there, a lot of tension there. Obviously, we, we've been in this media thing for a minute here. We know that a lot of these shows are contrived. A lot of these shows have segments that are predetermined, like sports entertainment, a.k.a. wrestling. But my question, outside of just Skip being Skip, so, so, so we know that. A lot of script reading. No comment. Did Does Shannon owe us more? than what he did today in his silent protest yesterday. And again, I use OWAS loosely, but in the sense of the culture, he likes to stand on his own and act like he's down for the cause. Take that for take that to mean whatever you want it to mean. But as a prominent black figure on that show, after seeing a black man almost die on the football field and have Skip gloss over that fact and say the thing that some people did were thinking skip was not alone and caring more about the outcome of the game than the health of Hamlin. Should Shannon have done more in that spot than just showing up for work, trying to get a monologue off into a camera and then getting tight when skip cut him off. Whoever wants to take it can go. I'll go first. I'll go first. So, um, for the culture, I can't say that he should do more because I don't expect anything from him or anyone else on ESPN, for that matter, to, to do anything for the culture. Um, however, as a former professional black football player who's in the Hall of Fame, I do think he should have done more on that front um, because that's not that controversial as for the culture. Um, and I, I sent this uh, out earlier. I know Ab saw it. I'm not sure if you saw it, Sam, but there's a, there's a brother named, um, last name Bush, G. Bush, I think it's his, his uh, Twitter account. And he really broke it down on, on the show. Uh, I can't remember what show it was, but um, he was saying that the, the way it was handled in general in the media is is part of the problem. And, and not necessarily about the, the skip part, right? Which is obviously its own bag um but he was saying how we keep talking about you know thoughts and prayers and we're worried about this but you don't talk about the fact that the man has only played two seasons in the nfl and because of that he's not vested so in theory if he never, if he never plays another down of football he won't get any more checks from the nfl problem one problem two that the last collective bargaining agreement they went they took the pension from twenty two thousand a month to 4,000 a month or some some low, low number like that. And then he went into the whole idea of the, you know, the guarantee contracts or lack thereof for NFL players, right? Um, and the, the, the um, disability claims that you can file with NFL, I think only 15% of the claims have actually been filed and, and received money from these claims, right? Mm. So these are all things that you never hear in the media you never hear from former players. So to, to your question about Shannon, I want to hear Shannon say that. I want to hear Shannon use his platform and break down those kind of real life issues that really affect, you know, forget the, the kid, the kid's mom, the kid's family. Like this is real life stuff because the NFL clearly has made it known they're not going to take care of him once he is back at home. That That's a, a clear thing. So yeah. let's talk about that. So use your platform for that. 
I would, it would be nice in the you know, ideal world for him to talk about the culture and really put people in their place. But again, ESPN, like all the other networks, is just really not built for us. So I can't expect that. But I do expect more players. Fox, speaking Fox, of Fox what's one? Yes. <laughs> and, and ESPN. And ESPN. All of them. Yep. I mean, and. Every lap, yeah. And, 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 and. and. Keep, one, <laughs> keep one eye open. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, man, to to to, to just to piggyback on Sharon, Sharon brings up a valid point that yes, um he could combat skip more on that, but if he brings to light all the um all the atrocities that, that the NFL pulls on his players that doesn't get talked about will bring even more light to the situation. I just would like to I just wanna say like <clears throat> As a black as a black person in on TV and in media or like just a celebrity in general, it's pretty hard not to to look to look foolish when the camera's in front of you twenty four hours. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when you're in front of the camera, when you're getting paid to talk, it's pretty hard to not say or do something foolish. You know what I'm saying? So no, I won't I won't fault Shannon for not stepping up more in light of what skip um in light of skip's tweet <clears throat> but um he he could have definitely you know to to Oso's point brought up brought more to like the um just the uh, inequities that the NFL does to its players perform uh, preferably their players of color because you know who's you know who runs who you know brings in revenue for that league right yeah, I, I, my my take on the whole Shannon thing is, um, you know, clearly he has made a lot of uh, steps in terms of establishing his own platform. He has the club Shay Shay and all that stuff. He had to sit down with Dion a few few weeks ago before Kwanzaa Eve, and they they chopped it up that way. So he's clearly has leveraged using his platform from the show with Skip to branch off and do his own thing. I think. The next step for him is to decide whether he wants to keep showing up and collecting that check. Um, if he decides to go out on his own, if he loses some of that audience, is he willing to take that that fallback? Um, he said some questionable things that have made us question whether he's for the culture anyway. So 100%, it's, it's, it's 100%. not like he's someone we put on the pedestal anyway. Um, I think it was just a question because there were some people that even reached out to me like, oh, should, should Shannon have did more for the cause? I'm like, well, to Ozil's point, when has he? I mean, he just criticized HBCUs during the whole Dion thing, saying I only went to mm-hmm. an HBCU because I ain't have the grades. Like he's kind of was shitting on HBCUs. Yep. So, yeah, I don't really hold him in no high regard to begin with. I, I just, I just think it's unfortunate that he has aligned himself with a person that clearly doesn't give a fuck about the culture, clearly doesn't care about these athletes, and he only cares about saying the thing to get people to click, tweet, watch his shit, click on the clips online and so on and so forth. So how many, uh, how many, how many lashing? What's the lash count? Oh, I think <laughs> for, 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 for which one though? For Shannon? For Shannon. Yeah. What's the lash count? Ooh, he gave, he gave fraud a, how many? 5,000? About, about 25,000. I, I think Shannon's probably gonna get double that. 50,000 la- 50, lashings. I, I think so. I okay. think so. Was it, wasn't oh, Friday just, just on uh, on uh, Fox last night? 
Yes, he, he's news? been making the rounds. He's 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 been making the rounds, and he's been um, talking that GOP talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hiding in plain mm-hmm. sight. I mean, the I mean, said yeah. that he's a he's a proud capitalist. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. he did say that. Mm-hmm. Say that. I mean, See. some light. I just want the world to know that we did a whole podcast. And we we got a Kobe and a Hove shot in for no reason. What happened? I, I I didn't say anything. No, he I'm, was... just, I'm just repping. <laughs> know what I mean, get that uh-huh, Bitcoin uh-huh. in Marcy. Get, get all that Bitcoin in Marcy. See, see. I, I love how he gave them the Bitcoin when 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 it was sixty k a coin. Now it's eighteen k a coin. Is he gonna spin the block and split split the difference or? Mm. See. See? Hey man, I did. I did hear that Rock Nation is behind a lot of things. So, hey, I'm not saying nothing. I like my freedom. You know what it is. Appreciate y'all for listening. Salute to Ab and also for pulling up. Really enjoyed that conversation with those brothers. It's been a minute. Uh, we'll see if we can get them to spin the block as we get closer to the playoffs. Hey, I know one thing for sure, man. Uh, I've been doing this pod. This is the entering the seventh year, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Either the seventh or eighth. Um, really trying to push the platform, push the medium, push my creativity. And that's why I've been focusing a lot on YouTube as well. So I've been doing a lot of creative things over there that you don't get to see here, to be quite honest. You know, I can't put everything on YouTube on this podcast feed because that would be kind of ridiculous. Uh, but if you want to get invested into what I'm doing over there, the subscribe link is in the podcast description. If you want to donate to this, a one-time donation, doesn't have to be something reoccurring, but if you're really just enjoying the content I've been putting out for these seven, eight years, there is a donation link. You just go ahead and tap that link and you know, it's, it's right there. It's easy. It's no, no extra hidden fees or anything like that. You don't have to subscribe to some monthly thing or anything like that. It's a one-time donation. So anything you decide to do, whether subscribing to the YouTube channel and or donating i appreciate it uh the analytics show me that you guys have stayed with me no matter what iteration of the podcast no matter how long i take breaks off so i always want to give back in any kind of way so if you have anything in mind the dms are open pause reach out to me with topic suggestions anything like that i'm always open so for the sandy podcast i'm sam Duzumay jr i'm out